I'll let you uh I'll let you talk, brother, and let me let me into your journey into this whole fitness realm and how you ended up like lifting some weights over in over in Saudi Arabia. So basically, I don't know how long ago it was, six years, seven years. Uh my dad and my sister, who are both my coaches, uh, they were at a CrossFit gym and the age limit was 16 and I was, I don't know, 11, 10. I was pretty young. So I wasn't able to uh, do anything there except for watch. But just watching, I enjoyed it. So mm-hmm. we decided to get some weights to put in our basement. And I would do some workouts down there after we got home. And then probably like six or eight months later, uh, my sister decided she wanted to open a gym for kids. Uh, since, you know, the gym there, nobody under 16 could go and participate so we opened a gym in our garage and it was running for about probably six months and then it got like shut down because somebody called it in that it wasn't like a registered business no or like yeah we weren't allowed to have the business in our garage so we had 30 days to either move pay a fine or shut down so now we're in a mall we found it pretty quick uh the lady that like managed it managed it was friends with my dad so we got a we got in here pretty quick we cleaned it out painted it moved all of our equipment in and probably yeah like 30 days the time frame but uh yeah it's pretty nice here it took a ton of work but we got it done and now we run like the crossfit classes out of here uh and then we were doing that for probably a year or two. And then my dad started looking into Olympic weightlifting and thought, you know, a couple of us should go to a competition. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I think just two of us went to the first competition up in Bowling Green, which is two hours away, Louisville. Uh, I didn't, I was like 13. Uh, my lifts were pretty ugly, to be honest, but uh, I won in my weight class and age group, and we've just been going ever since then. Uh, I qualified for youth nationals my first year at that meet, and then that meet was in March. Uh, that summer, I went to youth nationals in Atlanta, and then I won my first youth nationals, and then... We had a group of four at that time. So we had ourselves a nice little small team. And then we've just been going since then. Training for, this is my fifth year. My last year as a youth. Uh, just been going at it since then. Um, like training training the youth is so important, in my opinion. It's just, uh, it's, it, it's having the facilities to be able to accommodate for it, right? So it really warms my heart that you ended up creating a facility and, and letting, letting kids and, and young people in so they can train, right? Yeah, I agree. Uh, like in the fitness world, the youth, I feel like, are like the future of it. So mm. I feel like it would be something to accommodate to them. Yeah, totally. So and, and like I can – sorry, go on. So that, they, so that they can join into like the, the fitness world at an early age. Mm. They don't have to wait. 16 years to uh, do what they want to do. Mm. I'm also going to have a different perspective, right? 
you know, you can you can teach an old dog new tricks. Yeah, that's fine, but they're going to have a, a certain certain type of mindset. You get the young ones in, they're going to have a different type of mindset. And I think being able to challenge, come from both sides and, and get that melting pot in the middle, I think that's really important. Um, and just providing them that opportunity, right? So I can only I can only relate it to back home, which is like northwest of England, and I'm from an inner city, right? And being able to provide these facilities is 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 paramount for these kids not to go down the the wrong path. If you get what I mean, it's yeah. it provides yeah. them with a with a way out, right? Gives them something to do. Gives them something to do, yeah. You got a lot of energy and, and and nothing to do with it. Like you usually end up getting into a bit of trouble, which you know that's why the Bible comes in, I suppose. Yeah. So, where when's the next meet? Uh, I'm going to the American Open Finals in December. That'll be my last meet as a youth. And then after that, my first international meet as a junior is in Greece and March for Junior Worlds. Wow. And you're 17, right? Yeah, I'm 17 right now. That's insane. Like, and, and to put a little bit of context, you're 17. And what, what's your numbers? Uh, my snatch right now is 141. And my clean and jerk is 176. That's disgusting. That's absolutely incredible for a, for a 17-year-old. But at the same time, it's not like you're 17, walked off the street, put your hands on a barbell and threw it above your head. It's you've, like you said, you've been uh, you've been grinding towards this with the fam for what five, six, seven years, maybe. Yeah, this is my fifth year Good. doing Olympic weightlifting. Probably six years just like working out in general. Mm. And obviously you've got the adaptability of of a young body and mind, which is always always impressive to see. Did you play any sports? Um, I did soccer from three to thirteen. Uh I wasn't very good, so I quit. Uh I played a few seasons of baseball and also did karate for a while. Oh wow. What's the uh what's the level of football as in soccer? over in the States? Uh, I just played, like, rec soccer. Like, just, like, there's just, like, different age groups. Uh, mm. I played from, I don't know, I get, I don't know what the age group would be. I guess U5, so, like, under 5, and then 8 and under, and then 11 and under, mm. 14 and under, and then 17 and under. But I didn't play for a school or travel team or anything. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like a mess around. Yeah, I did some indoor soccer, but I wasn't very good at that either. So that's always always fun. I always had a policy for them that I don't care what sport they pick, but they have to be active. So yeah, yeah, a lot of different things. Totally, like you, you have to do something, right? Yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. I was I was a little bit of the same. Like I was in the pool for a long time, um, but I would I would throw my hand to any spot and kind of get stuck in, you know, just to burn off that energy and that uh, natural aggression you have as a as a young lad. 
I wasn't very aggressive before uh, beforehand. Whenever I played soccer, oh, you wouldn't. If I was more aggressive, if I was more aggressive, I probably wouldn't have been a lot better. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a bit of a. I was, I was young. Understood. Yeah, we used to play on the streets, you know, in and out of cars, so uh, it gets a little bit more rough and ready back home. <laughs> you know, you have to take, dodge people and. Take dodge people and cars, yeah, yeah, and usually people are chucking stones at you too, just for, just for the fun of it. But that's what, <laughs> that's the north, I guess. It's a very strange place. Um, so where do you where do you want to take weightlifting? Because like, you know, um, I'm hoping for going to the Olympics in 2028. Wow, that's the main goal. But if 2024 happens, then that'd be great. And I hopefully want to want to go at least a few times. Insane. Insane. Is that always been? Is that always been the goal, or have, have you kind of just showed your hand to it? You picked it up pretty well, and we're like, you know what? Let's just let's go for this. Yeah, that's basically it. Uh, whenever I started, I didn't know I was good. Uh, I just lifted. I thought nationals was just like a small thing. Uh, but then like our second year going into it, I just, I just realized like how competitive it was and like how hard it would have been to make it. Mm-hmm. So especially my third year, whenever I first made a team for team USA, Oh, that was just crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't really think I was that good until I knew I had a chance. And then ever since then, my main goal has been going to the Olympics. Wow. That's, that's absolutely insane. But, I mean, going back to the numbers, right, of 141 of your snatch at 17. And what, what do you weigh? Um, I'm in a 96, uh, but I've been weighing about 93 to 95. That's insane. You know what I mean? Like the average, the average Joe off the street, right, will – struggle yeah. to pick up 141 kilos in a deadlift you know what i mean the the average joe struggles to pick that up off the floor you're just going to chuck it above your head land in an overhead squat stand it up and just give it a little bit of a drop like that's absolutely insane so i can't wait to to see what numbers you end up throwing up by 2024 2028 hopefully something more yeah <laughs> at least a kilo right <laughs> at least Kilo yeah. or two. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's a lot of work for a single kilo on the bar, but I mean that, that all it all counts, right? <laughs> Every kilo counts. Every kilo counts. Fractions is kilos, as I end up telling people. You know, we able to improve the lift by a by a margin, then ultimately that will end up putting kilos on the on the major lifts. We uh we have these little like eighth kilos so whenever you put them on it's like a fourth of a kilo so i think i'm going to start using those <laughs> yeah you just gotta like double clip it you know what i mean put those little plastic clips on and just put two of them on either side technically it's a pr yeah there's more uh more decimals than uh than weights <laughs> <laughs> yeah we've got um we've got a lot of powerlifting gear in in the gym at the moment in christchurch right and we've got i think we got uh, 250 gram plates 
Which is just hilarious because <laughs> you can like chuck them around like frisbees, right? But if you put them on that bar, oh my, yeah. you, you feel the difference. How it's much like, is a 250 grams? It's like a quarter of a kilo. Oh. Yeah. So obviously you put that on each side, it was like half a kilo. You can PR, PR by half a kilo. I mean, I mean, it, it works, right? I mean, obviously in the in the fucking weightlifting scene, like they do whole <laughs> kilos, but in uh, in powerlifting, yeah, you can PR by half kilos and they count. And my oh, brother's a powerlifter. One kilo at a time. One kilo at a time. That's it. Sort of. I'm gonna con- context this, contextualize this for for people listening, right? So. 17, 141. What was the clean and jerk? Uh, 176. 176. What do you front squat? What do you back squat? Uh, my back squat is 230 right now. Uh, my front squat's 215, I think. Uh, it's either that or 210. I don't remember. It's been a while. It's 215. Insane. Again, like, like I, I, I love watching strength spots, right? And I'm talking to, to strength athletes because I understand how heavy that is, right? But if you have a conversation with someone who kind of trains, kind of like messes around in a commercial gym or, or doesn't train at all, right? They, they will not be able yeah. to understand those numbers. It's like if you wrote a trillion dollars on the screen, I can't comprehend it. Like I'm just going to look at those digits and be like, that doesn't mean anything to me, Tim. And they, they're going to, you know, watch the same thing we watch the olympics they're like oh it's you know 227 whatever lasher um snatched you like look at it and be like oh looks really light like that's 227 yeah they make it look easy so it has to be yeah so it has to be right so what's going through your mind what do you think about whenever i'm lifting Mm. uh whenever i'm training it's a little, it's a little rougher. Uh, there's a lot. I'm trying to make sure that like I don't screw it up and miss. But in competition, it's I don't know why, but I'm just like super focused. But at the same time, I'm not focused at all. Like I'm not really worried. I'm just there to do what I do, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I just can't sit still. I don't really think about anything i just let whatever happens happens i talk a lot uh yeah that's basically it big risk well it's the sign of a true athlete right you put in all the work all the hours days months years behind the scenes and you've trusted in that hard work and then it's just the showtime at that point it's gladiators in the arena showing what they can do when uh julius caesar lets out a lion and gives you a wooden sword you know it's like right let's go it's a show in the uh, on the platform and in the back room. Mm. I don't stop making jokes. I'm talking 24-7 and I have so much energy. That's too much caffeine right there. I do it without caffeine. Oh, my. Sometimes yeah. you got to get him down a little bit before that first lift because he's just so hyper and, like, he loves the competition platform. Like, he, mm. there's no nervous problem. There's no, you know, nerves is going to get him – like he just he loves the competition platform mm. it's just getting him to calm down on his first lift and then he's mm. good yeah get on the board like uh 
warming yeah. up, warming up for uh, Worlds. I was back there. My mouth was going faster than my brain. I was just saying a bunch of stuff, but uh, I was about to start drinking a bang. And then my sister, like, she, like, took it away from me or something (laughs) because I had too much energy already for some Mm -hmm. reason. Well, you get get athletes like that, though, right? You get training athletes and you get competitive athletes and... And it seems like, you know, you thrive on that on that environment of the adrenaline already going through the roof. You know, I, I do know a couple of Commonwealth um, Games athletes who do phenomenally well in training, but then will bomb in competition, right? And obviously you don't want to be like that because you train for years for six lifts. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of people that train well, but don't perform as well. Yeah. Which... You're the opposite. Yeah, I'm the exact opposite. In training, I suck 90% of the time. But like warming up to lift, everything just feels so much better. And then there's, I don't think there's been a single time I've gone onto a platform at a meet, lifted, and it felt heavy. Wow. Which is disappointing because, uh, <laughs> because afterwards, I always feel like I should have hit more because mm. it just felt so easy. Mm. Why do you think that is? I have no idea. I wish I could tell you. Maybe because, uh, I don't know. I just always want to hit more. I'm never happy with myself. But. Proud but never satisfied, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, there's all, there's always another kilo on the bar. Like, that's literally the first um, piece of advice I was ever given with weightlifting. It's like, oh, Alex, you want to kind of yeah. stop dabbling around with weightlifting? I was like, yeah, man. Like. What are we doing? I was like, oh, rule number one, you'll always be shit. I was like, oh, thanks. I was like, rule number two, now now we get to work. It's like there's always going to be another kilo. Like you can always make the lifts better. You know, it's that constant striving for, for progression rather than perfection. We know we want perfection, but we know we can't get it. Although that makes us come back to yeah. the gym. It's a very, very, very weird spot. But um, you seem like you're very, like, mentally strong for well first of all 17 and second of all an athlete on an international stage which is insane dude like i've you know had the pleasure of speaking to a lot of athletes coached a lot of them like just gone shoulder to shoulder with a lot of them and um yeah it it's 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 really cool to see do you think that's come from what was that do you think that's come from family, like the self-confidence and the self-belief in yourself? Uh, I have, I'm not sure. Uh, like my dad's side is all athletes, basically. Like my grandpa has a ton of school records in like 12 different sports. Mm. My dad was a good athlete. He's blind, but he was still a good athlete. <laughs> but uh, I was obviously not a good athlete in soccer, so... I guess that doesn't run in the family, but maybe part of the mental and just like pure strength part might run in the family. Mm. He didn't tell you, but he was a good CrossFit athlete as well. Ah, there you go. You must be crazy then. Not good. He didn't make the games, but he did go to the Waterpalooza one year. Almost drowned there, but. Two years in a row, he made the qualifier for the games. Wow. At what age? 
Um, it was 15. And last year in February, it was my last CrossFit competition. Yeah, which was the Wadapalooza. I was 16 at the time. Or no, I don't know. I yeah. was either about to turn 16 or I had just turned 16. You were 16 at the time. And then... And you made the qualifier. Yeah, I made the qualifier at 14 and 15. What made you choose um, weightlifting over, over CrossFit? Uh, it, I just feel like it suits me better. Like killing myself in every workout for like three years straight just wasn't fun. No. <coughs> and I liked, I liked the weightlifting side of it more. I feel like I was better and I progressed better in that than CrossFit all around. Mm. I say the same thing. Right? I like to sit down between sets and eat donuts. I don't want to do a load of burpees and running. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. It's not what I want to do. I want to be able to. I want to be able to eat while I work out. <laughs> Can't do that with CrossFit. Yeah, you'll throw it up. I know. He still gets to do some of the CrossFit type stuff to mm. keep him strong for lifting, but not. It's just like bits and pieces, like muscle ups. Mm. Um, handstand walks different things just for shoulder strength you know mm. yeah for sure you gotta you gotta keep in the calisthenic stuff um and the gymnastics right i think that's what you guys over there do really really well in the states is like trying to get people into gymnastics at an early age like i know back home in the uk it's like it's it's not around gymnastics is not a thing um and then like just- a lot of a lot of like the good weightlifters and crossfitters were like gymnasts at one point. Yeah, hundred percent. They got that body awareness. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. It's 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 so important, and even breaking it down into um, like a GPP style of like anyone off the street, right, coming into any sort of box. If you get them better at any gymnastic movement, like their confidence goes up, their their ability to to move a dumbbell, a kettlebell, or a barbell goes up, and it's yeah, it's so important. How is um how's the gym going? Uh, it's uh football season here, like American football. Mm-hmm. So uh, there's not very many people coming in, but once it ends, there's gonna be probably like five or six people on the football team at my school coming. A lot of the kids that are done with football are going to come in too. So it's slow right now, but it'll hopefully ramp up soon. In this industry in a whole, right? It goes through peaks and troughs. Yeah. Not many people go in day in, day out and just plow their face into the wall. They're the crazy people like yeah. you and I. <laughs> no, that's, that's it's awesome. Like crazy. Hey, you got to get a lot of kids to come through to find a kid that's willing to put in the work that it takes like Timothy does to mm-hmm. be at this level, you know. Um, I mean, just the hours put in, like, I mean, he trains probably 12 to 15 hours a week, mm-hmm. you know. And so there's not a lot of parents who want to sit there waiting on their kids that long or not a lot of kids that want to apply themselves that much like he does. So it's mm. kind of hard sometimes. That, that's a really interesting point of like um, what limitations do you think is on a youth athlete, right? We obviously know what limitations are on a, an athlete in general when they when they get into like adulthood. But as a kid, like what are the limitations do you think's on you? 
there's definitely some money issues because uh, a lot of them don't work. Yeah. Uh, their parents being able to like drive. Uh, some of them or a lot of them can't drive, especially whenever or like at least when they're like old enough to drive, they just for some reason choose not to. But uh, there's that. Their parents don't let them or their parents don't want to pay or they don't have the time. There's just a lot of things and excuses that they make to not mm. be able to. Mm. But yeah, especially like I, I knew a lot of people like they couldn't get there. You know what I mean? They had to take a couple of different buses. They had to get a lift with someone else or, you know, whatever. They had to run there, you know, run like fucking 10K. So it's <laughs> like six mile to go to train and then run six mile back. You know what I mean? Just because they don't have the accessibility of, of a parent kind of kind of taking them there which is seriously rough yeah if i had to run six miles to the gym i don't think yeah i wouldn't be here i don't think i'd be coming if i had to run six miles (laughs) oh six miles is is too much 200 meters is too much i ran 200 meters yesterday and it was a long way i'm i'm not doing that again i always wonder what's wrong with people and they just run for fun you know no that's they're crazy they're the crazy people (laughs) we don't trust them marathon just like six hours of straight running. I don't see who would want to do that. No, no. Although I have done a marathon. How was it? Was it fun? No, it was miserable. <laughs> it was not enjoyable. No, it was It was not. I don't think I could ever do that. Um, I think everyone can run a marathon. It's just monotonous. And it's seriously boring. You know, you get you get like halfway through and you're like, I'm only halfway. I've got another like I still have like three more hours of just running till you're done. Yeah. Yeah. You've got to do it in some sort of scenery. Like I did it throughout my city and obviously I love my city. Yeah. So I was just like running around, like pretty much running around the city. Um, which There's was cool. No here. Hey. Unless you wanna run through unless you wanna run through some like cornfields and farms there's no scenery here yeah i think that would be uh rather boring <laughs> i'm just seeing yeah. the same thing for six hours that that yeah. will test your mental mental strength right there you have to like listen to music you have to just close your eyes and hope you stay on track just to get through it <laughs> imagine you fall asleep <laughs> oh just imagine somewhere else running yeah. through paris something oh paris through africa yeah. Oh, that actually, um, that reminds me, we're doing a charity event next week at the gym, right? Um, I take um, it you've, you've heard of Murph, the workout. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 We're going to, we're going to do it for 24 hours. Wow. Yeah. That sounds terrible. Yeah. It's a bad idea. Murph, 40, two. Just, just like, the first running part isn't terrible. It's running, so it obviously sucks. Mm. But then, like, from 300 air squats to running another mile, that that itself just makes you want to go home. Oh, yeah. It's so yeah, bad. It's, it's, not a, it's not a clever idea. Um, no. Nope. It's not going to be fun. But um, at the beginning of the year, uh, me and the same mate who was doing it did um, – 48 hours on the assault bike in 30 minute intervals. Oh, 
that sounds terrible too. Yeah, again, that was that was that was very strange. We ended up staying awake for something like sixty-four hours and hallucinated and started hearing things. <laughs> it was really, really weird. Like I was, it must have been like eleven p.m. in the gym. Um, we're like I don't know, maybe like thirty hours deep, and obviously we'd stayed up the day before for whatever reason. Um, cause I was, I was working all day. Right. Uh-huh. And I'm literally seeing people in the gym and there's no one else in the gym. It was a very strange experience. But how nice was it when you went to sleep? I slept like eight hours. I thought I was going to sleep for an entire day and I slept eight hours, woke up and felt absolutely fine. If I was up for, I don't know, 64 hours, I'd probably be sleeping a couple of days at least. Yeah. At I least. thought I, I wrote off a couple of days afterwards. Um, I think after this next event ne- um, next week, it's going to be worse. Totally. Like, just thinking about that makes me tired. I know. Don't remind me. I've got to do think it. About how they'll look in for 24 hours of merch. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's going to be mm. blood everywhere from the pull ups. Mm. I'm just thinking about the pizza when I'm finished. <laughs> There's going to be tears everywhere from the running. Yeah, yeah. I've not done a single run in preparation. I'm not doing that. I'm a weightlifter. I will snatch, clean and jerk, and do a couple back squats. And that's it. <laughs> and I'll sit down. I like pizza. I don't think a couple pizzas would uh, tempt me into doing March for 24 hours. Oh, I don't know, man. I've done a lot worse uh, for a lot less. <laughs> Me too, but that's just too much. Yeah. Maybe if I'm, I was in shape, I'm not in shape for it anymore. Oh, no, me, me neither. But, you know, you've just got to, <laughs> you know, we're doing it for charity. So that obviously helps. And we're doing it for the SAS yeah. Trust over here in New Zealand and also the Help for Heroes in the UK. So, you know, servicemen and women don't get to come home. And I think I think we can hurt for a day. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah, that's a good reason. You know, that 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 makes you do things you never thought you'd be able to do. You just kind of zone out and, and fight whatever demon is in the back of your head for literally yeah. 24 hours. And then you get to uh, sit down. And then after the 24 hours, you get to be in pain for a few weeks. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's just try not to get rabdo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, it's going to be a difficult thing. Eating way too many sweets. But um, I'm okay with that. It's for a good cause, so it's okay. That is, that is true. You know, you've got to be able to do these things. You know, you'll, it you'll look back it on it. it. It does. It does. It does. You'll look back at it and be proud of yourself, right? Like the, sa- the same way you're weightlifting. You'll look back and be like, I competed in Saudi Arabia, you know, Greece, Argentina, Mexico, all these places. You're like, that was that was rad. That was absolutely insane. Like, I'm glad I put in the, the months, years, hours, days, weeks, all the, all the above. Getting to say you did it. Hey. Getting to say you did it. Yeah, man. Sitting back in the rocket Murphy. chair in AE with a whiskey Murphy and just be like, I did hours. this. <laughs> back in my day, I did Murph <laughs> for 24 hours. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Back in my day, I used to make really bad decisions. 
Yeah. <laughs> I think I'll probably still be making bad decisions at 80, don't you worry? That's what life's about. Trust me, me too. Actually, I don't I don't know if I'm gonna live to 80. There's nothing much really to do after like 35. So I might just get to 35, be done there. <laughs> Well, there's many other spots, right? People get into like endurance racing, uh, uh, you know, later on. May yeah. Maybe you get into Ironmans. Who knows? I don't know if I can do those. Those things look tough. Yeah, that's a long way, man. That's Maybe I'll be crazy enough by the time I'm 30 to do it. Or well, work for 24 hours. <laughs> I mean, you know, you're welcome to join. I think I'll pass this time. This time? Okay. I'll hit yeah. you up the next thing we do. Give me a few months to get in shape. Okay. We need a few months to do like 24 hours of exercise. Damn. I need a lot longer than that. But, hey, we are literally six days away. I'll figure it out. <laughs> Just run Dude. a couple miles here and there. I think you'll be okay. Oh, I can't run a couple of miles. I'm not like I'm not that guy. I will do back squat twenties over running a couple of miles. Speed walk. Speed walk, yeah. I'll walk it. Guys, I really appreciate your time. It's gonna kick us out with that limit because I've not upgraded to that pro. So I really, really appreciate your time. Um, I can't wait to see what you throw down in the in the next event. Thank you. Thank you for having us. No, always, always. Um, you know, if you're ever in the bottom right-hand corner of the world, I'm in New Zealand at the moment. I don't know where I'm going to be next, but if you're ever down here, hit me up and we'll uh, grab a coffee and throw a bar. If I'm ever in New Zealand, I'll make sure I do that. Yeah, awesome. All right, guys, have a, uh, have a fantastic day. Thank you, you too. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me.